All your promises are yes and amen. All his promises is yes and amen. You know, uh, you know, the thing is, you just got to believe. Just got to believe. It's, it's, not, it's not something difficult for us to do. You know, it's so much easier sometimes, I think, to believe in what we see. But, you know, God, I shared this a, a while back that God's system is opposite. You know, when we're weak, we're actually strong. You know, and so, so, you know, it's really simple. It's it's not what we see that we believe in. It's the unknown that we believe in because that's what we hope for. What we hope for is what comes true. You know, many years ago, I, I'm this, I'm not starting my message yet because I I I just last Monday I got a call that just rocked my world. Um, I'm not going to be president. I didn't get elected. Okay, not that huge. But, uh, you know, a while back, uh, God, uh, uh, God had spoken through someone to me and that said that all my children, all my children will be saved and will be serving him. All my kids, all my children. And uh, this is about maybe 15 plus years ago, you know, and... Uh, you know, I just pray for my, my family constantly. It's just a, it's a thing that, that we should all do. Um, not necessarily praying. I, I never pray. Sometimes I demand. Because, you know, the Bible says whatsoever ye say is, is, is more important than whatsoever you pray. Because the Bible says whatsoever you say. And so I tell God that you said this is going to happen. God you said, I'm going to get this. God, you said. And I call him on it, you know, because he's my father. And he's my Abba father. I call him daddy, you know. And so that's the relationship I have, and that's the relationship we all have, and the, the opportunity that we all have. So anyway, getting back to my phone call, I have a daughter that lives in Hawaii still yet, my second oldest girl. And uh, she's been out there. She's been in the church. Most of my, my, uh, my older children uh, grew up in a church. Uh, uh, we had a children's ministry, ran on the TV, and my oldest daughter and my second oldest daughter was part of the program. And so they grew up in the church. But, you know, um, as we get older, we get into the teens, and uh, like I always say, when we're teenagers, we're the smartest that will ever be in our lives, I guarantee you guys. Okay. Uh, that's going to be the smartest time in your life because when you get older, you realize that you wasn't smart then either. But anyway, nonetheless. And so my daughter went and did her own thing. Uh, her name is Kabe Helani, and uh, she called me Monday. And she said, Dad, guess what? I said, because her, her, her children, my grandchildren, her son and daughter is coming. And so I said, what, did you buy some patelis for, for them to bring up? She said, no, Dad. And then I went over this whole thing. Did you buy this or did you buy that? And she said, no. I said, okay, I give up. And she told me that her and my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, Brandy, uh, went to church on Sunday uh, the day before. And, and she said that after the service, 
she was talking to herself and she was saying, maybe I should go up there. And then yeah, we all know what happens, right? We're saying maybe we should go up there and, uh, you know, then you say, ah, maybe next week. Maybe next week. While she was playing this in her mind, my granddaughter looked at her and said, uh, hey, Angie, I'm going to go up. And so she went up. My, my granddaughter went up, and, uh, and my daughter was standing there again playing these things through her head. Oh, maybe I should go and support her. Well, anyway, make a long story short, uh, both of them accepted Christ again, rededicated their lives to Christ, um, and they'll be baptized tonight. Hopefully, uh, I can stay up and, and watch the live stream at the church. But, uh, you know, these are, these are promises. I brought all of this up to say that, uh, oops, it's off of the screen. But all his promises are yes and amen. You know, it may take 10 years. You know, how long did it take them to get into the promised land? Anybody knows? 40 years. See, 40 years they waited to get into the promised land. You know, and so sometimes it can happen sooner because their, their, their journey should only take them a few days. But because of unbelief, it took them 40 years. So we got to remember what was spoken that day that Karina came by is that doubt should not be in our vocabulary. Uh, you know, one day I remember years ago, uh, I had a, a battle with, with someone and, and uh, I was going to stay home from church. And God spoke to my heart and he said, you can stay home and pout or you can go to church and shout. And I, I chose the second one. I, I decided to go to church and shout. Because this is our hospital. This is our clinic. This is the place where things happen. And I don't mean this place. I mean this place. Okay? Because we are that temple. You know, we don't have to come to this building uh, uh, to get uh, miracles happening. We can get miracles wherever we at. We just got to choose it. Because God's doing miracles every day. Every day in our lives. Every day in our lives, things happen. And we got to be sensitive to understand it. That, you know, I know sometimes it's, it's after the fact, but when we look behind us and we say, wow, he did make a way. He did make a way. He did make a way. So now, getting into my message. Glory, hallelujah. Actually, you know, it's, it was all part of my message. You know, we, we got to understand who we are and, and what authority we have. And um, anyway, the title of this, you know, I was going to speak on something else um, about promises and about faithfulness of God towards us and are we faithful to him. But this past week, it, it kept the word occupy kept coming to my mind, and, and, and I was battling with it because that's not what I wanted to talk about. But um, it, it all came to a head on Friday uh, when uh, I was sitting down and, and really uh, wondering, 
you know, what am I going to share? Because I have two things that is running through my heart here. But then Occupy kept coming up. Occupy, Occupy. You know, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then, so yesterday, God spoke to me. And, and hopefully this will encourage you all as it encouraged my heart. Um, it may be things that, you know, we already know, we've already experienced. But, but at the same time, you know, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. It's a perpetual thing in our lives that we should constantly hear. And the word occupy, it, it means to engage or energize, to take or to fill. That's what occupy means, okay? To engage or to energize. And what I'm going to talk about is, is I'm going to start off kind of backwards. We're going to go to Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Sorry, I got the old Bible. I don't have the kind of technology that most people have. I'm afraid of it. It might make me smarter. I have a smartphone, but that didn't work, so I'll try something else. But anyway, Ephesians, if you guys are already there, just wait for me. I'm, I'm almost there, okay? And it's Ephesians 3. We're in Ephesians 3, and we're going to go to verse 20. Okay, and it says... Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Okay? Unto the power that works in us. That word power is dunamis. Okay? It's a Greek word. Not that I speak Greek. Because sometimes I sound like Greek. But dunamis okay what that word means is miraculous power it's just not any ordinary power it's miraculous power power that god used that said let there be light and light happened that's the kind of power i'm talking about and now this word here in in ephesians it says that now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think that we ask or think, even when we think, okay, he can do abundantly, exceedingly abundantly, according to the power that worketh in where? Where? Just in her, right? Yeah, in us, in us. We can understand that that power, that dunamis power, that miraculous power is occupying our body. Are we occupying the power? Because if power is occupying us, that's one thing, right? Because we may have $1,000 in our pocket, but we can walk out of the store without any purchases, right? Because we didn't use that money we had in us. Just like that miraculous power that dwells in us. Are we using it? Are we occupying and are we energizing? Are we taking that opportunity? Okay? So now we're going to read, like I said, I'm going backwards. We're going to read Ephesians 19, and it says, To know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that ye might be filled with all fullness of God. 
that you shall be filled with all fullness of God. Okay? So the word fullness is plero ma. Ma. I'm sorry. Plero ma. Okay? That word means the condition of being abundantly filled or supplied. So now we have that miraculous power abiding in us and the fullness, the fullness of who? Of God. So we have the power, miraculous power, and we have the fullness of him who had said, let there be light. And light was. Right? Is it occupying you? It is something. When I mean is it occupying you? Has it taken you? Has it taken you? So you're dwelling in it. You're occupying in it constantly. See, because if we occupy that power or that energy only on Sundays, only when we hear about it, only when we sing about it, then when we will struggle until next Sunday. Okay? It needs, we need to occupy that miraculous power. We need to occupy the fullness of God constantly. It should be a constant thing. You know, and I know sometimes it's hard. I know it's sometimes it's hard because, you know, you know, the word of God says that, that exercise profiteth little. He didn't say don't exercise. He said, but it will profit little. But the word of God will we'll make changes in your life. Why? Because what dwells in us is a miraculous power. Okay? It occupies us. Okay? So how do we move forward on this? So we're going to go to Romans 12. Romans 12. Okay? And we're going to look at Romans 12, verse 2. And it says here in verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word renewing, he says right here, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. Renewing uh, means renovation. Right? Renovation. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, get a new kitchen. I'm going to renovate my kitchen. Right? And then so what, what this word is telling us is that we got to get a renovation of our, of our thought process. To restore. Renovation means to restore to a former or a better state or condition. Okay? That's what renovation means. And, and, and in order to understand, to occupy in that miraculous power... And we, we, need to, we need to change our thought process, right? Because the thought process that, that we've had prior was not working. I know for me it wasn't working. 
wasn't working because, you know, every time I knew what to do, I wouldn't do it. And what I knew, what I know that was right, I never did it because I, I didn't have the right thought process. My, my mindset was not renovated, you know, and, uh, and we have to allow this renovation to occupy us, right? Because if it's not, how are you going to understand what God says? Because it's by the renewing of your mind that, that you'll, you'll understand. I'm going to pick that tree up. Uh, uh, you're going to understand that, that God loves you, right? That God saved you from, from a lot of things, you know. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example, renewing of your mind. You know, the Bible says that you should love yourself. You know, and, and that I struggled with for many years. Because my mind wasn't renewed. So I'm not going to, because my mind was still in the world. How am I going to love myself? That's conceited. Because that's the world's thought. But like I said, you see, God operates in the opposite way. And so I realized as I, when I finally started reading the Bible and studying the Bible and realizing that that miraculous power dwells in me and God and the fullness of God dwells in me, then I realize why I should love myself, why I should respect myself. It's because not who I am, but who he is. And now I know I need to love myself. See? So with the renovation of my thought process, I realize, and I can better understand what this word is saying, that now I have that opportunity to occupy that miraculous power. Understanding that I am filled with God. I am, I cannot ask, I need more of you because I'm already overflowing because I'm filled with God in my life. You see? And so I can only understand that if I have a renewed mind. We need to renew our minds. You see, and then, so we got a renewed mind and a stinking body. So we're going to turn to uh, 2 Corinthians. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians. Uh, hold on, I got to get there. Give me two hours and 47 minutes and I'll be right there. 2 Corinthians. We're going to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Think so. Okay. In in Second Corinthians five seventeen it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Are become new. So now I have my mind reserved renovated, have a new process of thinking, and then now my being is a new creature. You know, not a creature, but, you know, a, a creature. Okay? Uh, so, now I'm understanding that with my renewed mind and that I have a new body, a new presence with me, the creature, it's your presence. Okay? So, I can understand better about, about this miraculous power, that dunamis power that's dwelling in me, and that the fullness of God is in me, that I don't need anything else, okay? 
And then with all of this, we're going to go to Romans again. We're going to go to Romans 6. And then we're going to come to a full understanding of what's happening in our lives. That, that, that's occupying us. What, what should be occupying us on a daily basis. On a daily basis, what should be occupying us. Okay, so Romans 6, 4. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with him, Christ, by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Now we understand that we have a new life, we're a new creature, and we you have a new mindset to understand what is occupying our lives, what is leading our lives. Okay, because you're going to, you know, I always said in the past, what you have faith in will direct your life. You'll experience what you believe in, you will experience in your life. And just as what occupies your time, what occupies your life will control all outcomes of what you're experiencing. And, and if you're experiencing the same thing that you've experienced last year, then it's time to renew that mind. It, it, it's time to understand that you're new. And that that miraculous power is dwelling in you. Okay? What occupies our minds will control our lives. It's better to be occupied with that word of God than with anything else. You know, I explained to you guys and I showed you guys in scripture that that miraculous power is in us. The fullness of God is in us. Now, what could hinder God's power working in us? The previous scriptures that we read would give you an indication why God's power is not working in us. While I pray to God, while I ask God, I got no answer. Have you renewed your mind? Have you believed that your mind was renewed? Okay, because it's something that we cannot see. It's through faith. Do you believe you're a new creature? Again, it's something that we cannot see. We got to have faith in. And do we have a newness of life? Again, it's something you cannot see. We got to have faith in. Okay? And so... If we are not understanding that we are transformed, then we can hinder God's power in our lives. There's different things that um, hinder. You know, Jesus talked about a few things, you know, when, when uh, the Sadducees and either the Sadducees or the Pharisees, both were C's, um, was, was came up to Jesus and said, hey, man, your disciples, they don't follow what they should be doing. 
And they, they said, you know, they're walking through the cornfields and they're eating corn. And they didn't wash their hands. You know, and then Jesus said a whole bunch of things. You'll find that in, in, in Matthew. Um, and, and, but, but Jesus said, you know, you're still locked up in tradition. Because, you know, a lot of times we think that what we eat makes us sick. You know, but that's not the truth. Because it's more what comes out of our mouth that gets us sick. You know, and that's what Jesus said, because he said what goes in you will come out. But what comes out of you is coming out of your heart. Okay, so, so those things can hinder God's power in our life. You know, we can, we can hold on to certain things that will hinder us from, uh, uh, from God's power really working in us, you know. Things that, that we experience, hurt, unforgiveness, death. You know, we, we go through life and, and sometimes we hold on to certain things that can hinder God's power from working in us. Okay? And, you know, growing up, for me, growing up, what I did, um, there's a lot of superstitious things, you know. Um, the Hawaiians were very superstitious. You know, you can't do this, or you can't go over here. You can't pick up this rock, you know, because Pele owns the rocks, you know. Uh, Pele is the god of the lava. Uh, that's what they said, but I've never seen him. Uh, but I picked up rocks, took them home. Nothing happened. Uh, you're not supposed to take park over the pole. Took park over the pole. I want to see, is it real? Okay. So I found that those, those, those tales, that's all wise tales. Now, if we turn to 1 Timothy. Go to 1 Timothy. Remember now, things that can hinder God's power. That We already know that, that the miraculous power of God is dwelling in us. But there's things that can, can trip us up. You know, are we holding on to traditions of our old life? Okay? So in 1 Timothy 1... Four, it says that neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. Okay, so how many of you watch TV? What is the biggest commercial that's happened within the past couple years? What are they they're trying to shove down your throat? Oh, there you go. There you go. DNA. DNA. Dana. If you watch uh, Madea, it's Dana. Okay? Uh, but uh, the DNA, all oh, like, you know, everybody wants to know where I came from. Well, if you read the word, you know where you came from. You don't need to pay somebody hundreds of dollars to tell you that you came from Adam and Eve. Right? I mean, come on. Our DNA, when we accepted Jesus, when we entered into the family, in Galatians 4, it talks about our adoption into the family of God. And once we were adopted in the family of God, our DNA changed. Our DNA is no longer that of the past. 
We have a new DNA that traces back to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's our DNA. So if we are struggling with fables and endless genealogy, we're wasting our time. Because you can turn to the first pages of the Bible and found, find your DNA. Okay, so we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Okay, and we're going to go verse 7. Again, you know, when, when things are repeated in the Bible, there must be something that he's trying to get our attention to. And it says here, but refute profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. You know, my mom, my mom used to always tell us, don't wash your hair at night. You're going to get sick. <laughs> and and, uh, and I used to like to whistle growing up. I used to like to whistle growing up. And, oh, my mom, my grandmother, hey, stop whistling. You're calling the devil. <laughs> you know? And so these, these kind of fables, you know, you grow up in. Yeah. I tell you, the, the Portuguese has, has some interesting um, fables. Um, so they have their devil spirit is called a pacetta, okay? And the pacetta can get into your house. But you know a way to keep them out of your house? You get a broom that you sweep the floor with, and you turn them upside down behind your door. That'll keep the evil spirits out. Okay, and then if you're getting bad dreams and and that fatsetta is getting into your dream, you open up a scissors and you put it under your bed. That'll help. But but again, these are fables that 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 we grow up with, and and sometimes we don't understand that that it 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 affects our thought process if we don't renew our mind. These things will be holding us back, you know, in our spiritual walk. If we constantly bank on our heritage, our natural heritage, that's where we, we, uh, it'll affect our, uh, our spiritual life because our heritage is no longer what it used to be, but it's what it is now. Our heritage is in God's kingdom, God's family, nothing else. So we need to occupy in the newness of, newness of life that we have. We need to occupy in the fullness of God, allowing ourselves to be occupied by that miraculous power that is in us. You know, we are full. I showed you in the scripture that the fullness of God dwells in us, dwells in each and every one of us, you know. And that should give you a clue on who you are. That should give you a clue. But if we're still struggling with things of the past, we need to renew our mind. We need to understand that we have a new mind. We have a newness of life. And we are a new creature. And the power of God is not for one, but for all. That dominus power, that miraculous power is in each and every one of us. Each and every one of us should be doing miracles. Each and every one of us. 
should be speaking change, not only in our lives, but in our families' lives, in our co-workers' lives. You know, every time I decide to leave work, and I've been doing that for the past year, I want to stop working there, I'm working there. You know, and, and Maria and I agree, yeah, it's time to stay home. God shows me why I'm there. Because I'm, it's us. Uh, you know, and, and I'm like, God, why? I'm tired already. I want to stay home. I travel one hour one way, one hour come back. But he shows me why I'm there. And it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. I, I have, I've been able to, to minister to people and people minister to me. You know, um, I met a guy. Uh, he came to the park a few months ago. Beard, tattoos all over the place. I was wearing a hoodie, you know, and and uh, about a month ago, I got to have a conversation with him, and uh, man, he was he was fired up for Christ. He was fired up for Christ. He uh, he shared with me about his hard time with his his dad, um, where he hasn't talked to his dad for many years, you know, but he started to go back to church, and. Uh, one thing led to another, and now he has a better relationship with his dad. You know, it's so, so awesome, you know. Um, we run into so many Christians, and, and they, they bless you. You know, and, and, and God has showed me that, you know, like, um, I have this Toyota Corolla, a white Toyota Corolla, 1992. And, you know, I've been trying to buy that car for three years because I, I just... I enjoy driving Toyotas. I like Toyota Corollas. That was one of my first vehicles that I bought brand new uh, back right after they chiseled it out of the rock. Um, but uh, it, it cost me $1,999, brand new, right off of the showroom. Uh, it, was a, it was just introduced to the United States. But, it, but anyway, um, this car that I was trying to buy for three years, uh, every year they would tell me they were going to sell it, and they, oh, not this year. And, and anyway, after three years, this year, uh, I went to work and I, and I, I told the wife, Soon, her name is Soon, uh, I told her, hey, she said, how come you got your truck and how come you late to work? And I said, ah, my car broke down. I got a car for you. And she said, you come to my, to my rig, I got a car for you. So that car that I've been trying to buy from them for three years, they gave it to me. They gave it to me. You know, so God's good, man. God's good. So, you know, like I said, I, I'm, if, if we understand the fullness of the opportunities we have in our lives, you know, you young people, what's in me is in you. What's in your parents is in you. Don't wait. You know, I waited many years. One of these days, I'll tell you guys my testimony. Um, that's why I can, I can talk to you about your mom. See, I've been there. 
Don't give up on him. You know, we have the power to change people's lives. You know, somebody had the power and the belief that they had that dunamis power in them, that miraculous power, and it changed me forever. Never give up on anybody. Nobody's too down. Nobody's too violent. Nothing. Nothing is impossible for the God that we serve. He took me. I shared with Angela some things yesterday. And uh, he took me out of that miry clay. That my feet was concreted into the drug world. And even when I was doing drugs, I was telling people, uh, we're doing drugs right here. And I was telling them, we don't need drugs. We need Jesus. Man, people wasn't happy with me because they were trying to get high and I was trying to bum out their trip. But I was in Mesa, Arizona, and I was telling them that we need Jesus and not drugs. And, you know, a few months later, I went back to the islands, and a few months later, I accepted God. I accepted God. Because he had accepted me 2,000 years ago. But in 1997, I accepted God. He'd been waiting for me. You know, the way my life was, I should have been dead. But you see, when God has a plan and a purpose, and you allow him to filter in you, because there were people praying for me. There were people praying for me. And, uh, and they never ceased. They never ceased to love me. Not for what I was, but to, for who I am. You see, we look at people and we think that's who they are, but that's not who they are. You know, we got to look at people through Jesus. You know, because God, if he truly looked at us, he would snuff us out. But how he looks at us is he sees Jesus and then he sees you. He sees Jesus, and then he sees you. See, he sees Jesus, and then he sees us. See, because Jesus was pure. Jesus was perfect. And that's our goal. So never give up on anybody. Because we have that power, that miraculous power, to change people's lives. I guarantee you, don't give up on anybody. You know, you know, um, Peter saw this sheet come down with all kind of animals on top, and, and God said, eat. And he said, no. You know, one day I was reading that chapter, and, and then I realized, and then God had showed me that it's not only about eating. Because what, what, what Paul was looking at, he was looking Right after that, God was going to send them to the Gentiles. And what God showed me at that moment when I was reading that word, it was that we cannot count out anybody. 
whether they're Mormon, Catholic, Jehovah's Witness, doesn't matter. Seventh-day Adventists, we can't count them up. They need Jesus as much as we do. Just because they're not operating in the fullness. Oh, I forgot the Baptist. I'm sorry. I didn't want to leave anybody out. So I didn't want to offend anybody. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, but, but we can't, God showed me we can't count those people out. You know, I was baptized a Catholic, like nine million other people, not by choice. They even had to change my name because I didn't have a proper name for that Catholic church baptism. So my baptism name is Patrick. It's on my baptism, baptismal paper. But anyway, getting back to, so don't count nobody out. No matter what they believe, no matter what they're into, look at them to the way Jesus sees them, the way God sees them. So if anybody's struggling with that, you guys need prayer, come on up. Because I think within us, we can take down this enemy with the power that we have, the miraculous power that we have. You need change come forward. You see, a lot of times I tell you guys, you know, you don't have to come forward. God knows. And and sometimes it's it's a it's applicable to to uh, to not need come forward. But you know what? When you come forward, you know what you say? God, I believe in you. God, I have faith in you to change. You know. God, I have faith in you to change. That's it. That's all you step forward. So I know God's tugging on a couple people's hearts. I know God's talking on, tug, tug, tugging on people's hearts. Okay? I know God's tugging on your heart, man. You know. But, but all you need to do is come forward. And I'm going to tell you something. You will see some change in your life. Change that, that, that will, will, will never turn back. Will, will never turn back. There's going to be some change. I'm telling you, man. Change that will never turn back. Okay? God is banging at your door. He's knocking. He's knocking. He's knocking and he's saying, I have everything that you need. I have everything that you want. Change is so simple. Change is so simple. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's all I have. Father God, I just thank you for these two women that are bold and that are courageous, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you know their hearts, Father God. You know their hearts, Father God. I thank you that that dunamis power, that miraculous power is working in them, Father God. And your love dwells in their hearts, Father God. Dwells in their hearts, Father God. And every word that will be spoken shall be of love, Father God. They'll be changing lives, Father God. Open the eyes of the blind. Rescuing people that are in despair. Father God, your word says that all you are heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Father God, that you will have these two women 
give people rest, Father God. Every day of their lives, Father God, they'll be working for you, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, that that power that works in them, Father God, that you have that plan and that purpose, Father God, that they'll be continually working for you, Father God. Moving obstacles, Father God. Changing lives, Father God. Open their hearts, Father God, that they may see the plan that you have for them. Father God, open the eyes of their heart right now and that they may see the plans you have for them right now, Father. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for your presence here today, Father God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to you, my Father. Glory to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that all shackles have been removed, Father God. Oh, chains are broken, Father God, that we are set free in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to the Almighty. Glory to the Almighty God. Oh, glory, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Oh, we just thank you, Father God, that we bask in your glory, Father. Oh, we bask in your glory. And we say yes and amen. Yes and amen for all your word and all your promises, Father God. That we will not be shaken, Father God. We will not be shaken, but we will stand firm in you, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to the Almighty.